0: Hello, my loves, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. It's Meg here as always, and I am so excited to be sitting down with you today and chatting about recovery. (laughs) I know this is something that we have been talking about for the last few episodes, and I have been thoroughly enjoying it, as I believe you are too, because I have been getting so many sweet messages about my last several episodes, and I cannot thank you enough. So today is also November 1st, by the way, so I hope you all had a lovely October and a safe Halloween if you celebrate. I personally do not. (laughs) Um, Scott and I are very much not Halloween people. I don't know what it is about the holiday, and I say that with air quotes, but I just have never been a Halloween person. I mean, when I was a child, yes, but um, kind of once I got into high school and older, I just have never been a Halloween person. But if you are, that is awesome. I love looking at the Instagram posts and the Facebook posts and the TikToks of all the different Halloween costumes, I love that. I feel like a lot of people anticipated this year being kind of like the Barbie Ken year where, you know, couples would be dressing up as Barbie and Ken because of the movie But I feel like it turned out to be the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift year, which I am loving. Scott and I could not dress up as Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, but (laughs) if we looked like if I was blonde and if Scott looked like a football player, we would absolutely be dressing up as them, even. Not being Halloween people, but anyways, I saw some amazing Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift costumes and they made my day. So, anyways, that is all the Halloween chat I have for you. But happy November! It is full on winter where I live for like the last two weeks. I would say we probably have like half a foot of snow and it is not going anywhere. So it is winter, full on winter here. (laughs) So basically, I have just been cozied up in my office, loving life, reading all the books. Um, Now that it is uh, November, I can finally tell you my final reading number for October. So how many books I polished off in the month of October And the number is 22. I read 22 books in October. I can't even explain how I did that. Don't ask because I don't know how I was able to do that. I feel like the only reasonable explanation is that October was actually five months long. (laughs) Not just one month. That is like I feel like I entered some kind of weird time warp in October because I, I truly don't know how it was physically possible for me to read 22 books in one month. I just don't understand. So if you are looking for book recs, you know, I'm your gal, (laughs) but we are not doing a book recommendation podcast today. However, I plan to do that very early on in the new year because I'll probably end up somewhere around like the 80 85 ish range for books I'll be over 80 I think for sure um so I will have a lot of recommendations that I'll want to share with you so I do plan on doing a book podcast in the new year but I actually had a idea come to me about recording a podcast episode about signs of recovery because a couple weeks ago we did an episode and it was like signs that you're still in quasi-recovery or semi-recovery and ever since recording that episode I've just been kind of like moving throughout my day and I'd be doing something or notice something and think like, wow, what a huge sign of recovery or, you know, just noticing all of these like recovered things that I do in a day or things that are different in my life than they were when I was struggling with my relationship with food or my body. And so I had an idea to record a podcast talking about signs like that you actually are recovered and then I received a question from one of my very dedicated weekly listeners she's like OG podcast listener and she was asking me to record a podcast episode about how life is different now that I'm recovered and have gone through many, many years of my own healing journey. And I thought that was basically like the same thing, how life is different now. And also like talking about signs of recovery. So that is what we are talking about today. And I hope you love this episode because I think it's fun. And if you personally aren't at a full recovered place or fully recovered place yet, I hope this can offer you some source of inspiration because don't forget, there was one point in my life where I felt like I just would never be able to recover. And I really, really struggled with food and eating and my body and anxiety and depression myself. And so if you find yourself in that place, just know that I was also there and I really hope, like I said, this episode can offer you some inspiration and some hope, um, because healing is possible. And if you're feeling alone in your journey right now, just know that support is out there for you. There are people like myself who do really care about you and, Like I truly do care about every single one of you who listen to this podcast and every single one of you who connect with me and tell me about your struggles. I really do care about you. And this is why I do the work that I do because I know healing's possible and, you know, I love supporting you along your healing journey. So let's get to talking about signs of recovery. So the first one I have here is not talking about food or your body in your therapy sessions. (laughs) Now, I am not saying that like you're not allowed to talk about food or your body in your therapy sessions, but this is something that I notice in my clients and I also notice this in myself too. Like in the past when I was struggling with food and body image even when I didn't like necessarily have an eating disorder anymore, but when I was more so hanging out in that quasi recovery space or that semi recovery space, I would be talking to my therapist or whatever type of practitioner that I was working with at the time. And every single session was about my body or feeling like I was, large in my body or uncomfortable in my body or it was very food focused, feeling like I was like eating too much or needing like their guidance on how to eat, a lot of like lack of self-trust around food. Anyways, this is me saying that even when I didn't have like anorexia or an eating disorder, but I was like... I thought I was fully recovered, but it was very much like that semi quasi recovery space. I was still talking about food and body all the time. And like I said, I noticed this in my um, therapy sessions with my clients now too. Most of my clients who come to me, our first sessions, um, whether that be weeks or months, but depending how long like we're working together, I'll usually start working with a client and those first sessions that we have, like I said, it could be weeks or months, but those first sessions, we usually start off with talking a lot about their thoughts and feelings and topics around food and body and nourishing themselves and then as we get deeper into our healing and our time together and as they get deeper into their recovery it's so cool how like our sessions change from talking about food and body image to things like relationships and their responses to conversations or things that are happening in their lives that have absolutely nothing to do with food or their body it is so cool And if you are a client of mine listening to this right now, you will probably know what I'm talking about. Like if we've been working together for a period of time, you will probably also notice like, oh wow, yeah, Meg and I actually did focus a lot on food or body off the start. And now look at how our conversations have shifted to these different things that have nothing to do with food or body. And I think that's so cool. And I think that is a sign that we're getting deeper into our healing and recovery journey. I know for me personally, I actually just had a personal therapy session this morning. And I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but I used to think that like anyone who was going to therapy was just like talking to their therapist about their food issues or their body image issues because I truly could not in my mind, because my mind at one point in time years ago was so fixated on food and my body that like I could truly not comprehend talking about anything else in a therapy session. Like if someone, if one of my friends like mentioned to me or if someone on social media mentioned that they like had a therapy session, I would immediately like think like, oh, they must be talking about food or their body image because what else possibly could they be talking about? Well, guess what? There's a lot. There is a lot that we can be exploring in a therapy session that have nothing to do with food or body. So that is the first thing that I would say is a sign of recovery but also a sign that maybe you're stuck in quasi or semi-recovery too if you want to kind of like take that sort of spin on it you know if that is kind of like the focus of your therapy sessions that might be one of those things where you're like huh okay um, that's kind of where all of my focus is maybe I am more so in that semi-recovery or quasi-recovery space rather than fully recovered and also a sign of recovery for those of you who maybe did start your therapy sessions off by talking about food and body image. And maybe you've been working with your practitioner for months now, or maybe even years. And the conversations in your therapy sessions may have totally changed. And that's just something to notice in yourself and kind of, you know, be proud of yourself of because I th- I really do think that's a sign of recovery. Um, Another sign of recovery, and this is huge, but having interests outside of food and or your body, I guess, and, right? So in the past, like my instagram feed was literally like if you scrolled my instagram feed back in like 2015 2016 2017 2018 even um because 2018 was like when i started making the changes for full recovery but way back then and even before then um If you scrolled my Instagram feed, it would have been food pick, food pick, pick, food pick, food pick, food pick. And then someone like showing their abs and maybe like giving a workout template or, you know, telling you to do something different in the gym or whatever. Food Food pick, food pick, food pick, ab pick, ab pick, food pick, food pick. You get the point, right? That was my Instagram feed now it totally isn't anymore it's completely different i will be honest with you i really don't scroll instagram that much anymore i more so post and try to catch up on comments and stuff on my own posts um so i don't do much scrolling i more so watch people's stories which give me so much more joy than like scrolling a feed but having said that Um, That's kind of where my interest lied back when I was kind of hanging out in that semi or quasi recovery place. So again, I feel like this episode is also like signs of recovery, but also signs of maybe you're still hanging out in that quasi or semi recovery space. Because if your social media is filled with just food pictures, and that's kind of what the only thing you're looking at whenever you're on social media it might be a sign that like hey that's kind of the only focus that you have that's the kind of maybe like your biggest interest in life right now and a sign of recovery is having interests outside of food and your body and this was really really huge for me because and I've talked about this in previous episodes too but In the past, when I was hanging out in that quasi or semi-recovery space, I would like if I was listening to a podcast, it was a health podcast. A hundred percent. I did not understand when or like why people would listen to podcasts that weren't about, like, health and healing and wellness, right? Like, Scott would listen to podcasts about, like, hockey. And I just, like, could not imagine someone listening to a podcast other than health and wellness type of podcasts. Um, And then also when it came to reading books, I also thought that reading fiction was... Like a total waste of time. It was like, if I'm reading something, I should be learning something. So I'm going to learn about like healing myself. And that might be mentally and emotionally or diet related. So I would read about mindset healing and self-help. You know, if I was in a bookstore, I would go straight to the self-development section. And those were the books that I was reading. Now, a sign of recovery for myself, and I—I I know this is so true for so many people who go through re- recovery too is having interests outside of food and your body so I talked about books and podcasts so now I know a lot of you know this about me and I talked about it at the beginning of the episode but like I am a huge reader and the books that I read are all fiction and they have nothing to do with food or body image they are just like fun or interesting reads and I read them just because I feel like reading them I don't read to learn something or better myself in any way I don't read to quote-unquote like be productive but um, reading fiction really is productive because it has been so healing to my nervous system um, and then when it comes to podcasts right now, I'm like actually on a huge audio book kick, which again, in the past, when I was hanging out in the quasi or semi recovery space, I would listen to books, but they were all like, and I have no, um, hard feelings towards this lady. I think her work is brilliant, but like the only audio books I would listen to in the past were by Brene Brown, right? But they were all so I could learn more and be a like be a better person personally. Um, like it was, I was only reading those books because I felt like there was something that I needed to change about myself. Now I'm really into audiobooks, but they're all fiction books. And if I am listening to a podcast, I am listening to true crime. I am not listening to health or wellness podcasts anymore, but that was a really big sign of me being in that quasi or semi-recovery space was only ever listening to health and wellness podcasts. It was like, constantly filling my mind with more information about how to eat, how to heal, how to fix myself, how to be better. And yeah, a huge part of my recovery was not listening to those types of podcasts anymore and listening to something that totally unrelated. And you might not be like a true crime girly. I very much am. I love listening to true crime. I don't know what it is about it. But I honestly, I think it has helped me as a person. I have been in some like, weird situations. And I really do think all of the true crime podcasts that I've listened to have helped me be more like aware and just a little bit more safer and yeah, like aware of some dangers out there. But um, anyways, like find a podcast or get curious about maybe another topic of podcast that you might be interested in listening to. Um, Some other interests that I now have um, that I didn't have when I was in quasi or semi-recovery was like, I did not care about houseplants at all. I know a lot of people, I mean, like plants have always been a thing, you know, over COVID, I think like becoming a plant mom was kind of like this trendy cool thing that a lot of people started to do but I mean house plants have always been a thing but when I was obsessed with food in my body I did not care about house plants now I love my house plants and I love taking care of them and I think like for me that that was definitely a sign of recovery of just having another interest other than food and my body another huge sign of recovery and this one is huge you can make a recipe and just follow the recipe without altering it so you can be like okay I'm craving banana bread or I'm craving chocolate chip cookies Or I'm craving some coconut curry chicken or whatever. It could be sweet or savory, a baked good, an entree, whatever it is. But a a sign of recovery is actually being able to be like, okay, I'm going to pull up this recipe and actually follow this recipe, right? Like in the past when I was restricting carbs for a terrible reason, um I would follow a rice recipe and sub it for cauliflower rice. And now, you know, like I use rice. And that's one of the reasons why this is such a huge sign of recovery just being able to pull up a recipe and follow it and not make all of these modifications is because I think that can really show us that, you know, we do allow all foods and we're not restricting any foods or we're not like putting foods on a yes or no list is when we can really just like follow a recipe, right? I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I've noticed that my, in myself since being in this fully recovered space, just being able to pull up a recipe, follow the recipe and not make all of these modifications, like not be like cutting out the sugar or cutting out what, like the rice, like I said, and subbing in cauliflower rice or Whatever, but honestly, it is so freeing and such a huge sign of recovery to just follow a freaking recipe exactly as it is written. Now, while on the topic of food and recipes and stuff, I want to talk about this one, and it is called the mediocre meal, like, or just having a mediocre meal. This is a huge sign of recovery. I know it was for me and I see it in my clients too. Um, And just people that I know in my life who do have more of like a fixation on food. So when we are maybe struggling with an eating disorder or when we're in that quasi or semi recovery space, obviously we're, we have like a, pretty big fixation on food. And what tends to happen there is that we like obsess over these meals and these meals that we eat have to be absolutely perfect, right? Like it has to be the best of the best. And we put so much time and energy into these meals because we need them to be amazing. And I used to kind of like hide this or mask doing this by calling myself a foodie. And don't get me wrong. Like I am a freaking foodie. I love food. Like for an example, when Scott and I went on our honeymoon, we chose this resort specifically because, well, one of the reasons, one of the criteria was we wanted good food. We didn't want mediocre food. We didn't want to spend all this money on a resort and have mediocre food. We wanted like the best of the best. Now, anyone who isn't a foodie, you know, they're going to be fine with just like whatever on a vacation. So I use this example just to share with you that like, I truly am a foodie. All right. But I used to use like that label or like that identity I suppose it would be in the past to kind of make an excuse for myself of putting so much time and effort and focus into every single meal and making every single meal I ate absolutely perfect. Like any meal I ate at home could not be like just okay. And here's where like full recovery comes in. It is okay to have a mediocre meal. Like it is okay to have a meal that just gets the job done. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I love finding meals that just like absolutely nourish me mind, body, soul, spirit. Like <laughs> there is something about a meal that just like hits all of those levels and it just feels good. Actually, that was my lunch today. Lunch, I made rice, sauteed cabbage, fried eggs, and did like some soy sauce and a drizzle of sabracha sauce. It was so magical. Like it was so good. All right. It was so good. And not every single meal has to be like that for me. Like, I can truly just have a meal and it just be a meal. And for me, that was a huge sign of recovery. For an example, and this was just like a recent example, but last week, I had a really, really heavy client week last week. And so there was a day where I only had like half an hour for lunch and then half an hour for my dinner breaks. And those meals were just like the saddest meal. And when I say sad, I don't mean like I just ate a banana. Okay, they were like calorie dense meals, but they weren't these. Oh my gosh! I need to make that again. Meal. It was like leftovers. Probably, well, they were cold, um, but it was nothing fancy. It just like checked all the boxes and got the job done. Right. It was just food. It wasn't this meal to tell anyone about. And like I said, that was just a huge part of my recovery. Was being okay. Just like. Having this like meal that checks the boxes, it's very mediocre, it's not perfect, it's not even really good, it's just fine, it's just food. Um, And being okay with that, because in the past, when I was in that quasi and semi recovery space and also struggling with an eating disorder, every meal had to be so elaborate and so 10 out of 10. Um, another sign of being fully recovered is being able to go on a vacation or on a holiday and not have to find a gym. All right. When I was struggling, when I was in quasi recovery and Also at the depths of my eating disorder, you know, there would be a lot of stress around traveling because of like the lack of access to a gym or, you know, if I did go on vacation or holiday, I would try and find a gym. Um, I specifically remember being in Barbados one year 32 degrees Celsius, so freaking hot, and I went to a gym. I went to a gym while I was on holidays um, because I couldn't imagine not working out. So a sign of being fully recovered is truly being able to go on a holiday or vacation and not worry about that, knowing that that's something like if you truly do enjoy moving your body in a specific way, whether that's weightlifting or yoga or Pilates or whatever it is, if you love moving your body in a certain way, you know, you're able to go on vacation or go on holiday and know that that's something that's like you can just jump right back into When you get home, if you feel like it, if that's something that you're into, but that, you know, taking time off from it doesn't affect you in this ginormous way that it once did. So that was a really huge sign of recovery for me. Like now I can easily go places and just like not have to like stress about that it's not like this thing that's weighing on me every day that is huge um the other thing that I wanted to talk about as we get to the end of the episode is now that I'm fully recovered my days are no longer dictated by like a good or bad body image day um or just like a good or bad day for anyways. Like there's none of that. Um, I actually noticed this yesterday. Like I, something really scary happened yesterday. Penny and I were eating lunch and Penny started choking and I was home alone and she was like really choking, like really severely choking. And it was truly like the most terrifying experience of my life. I was able to save her She's totally fine now, Um, but it was a really terrifying experience for both of us. And, you know, in the past, like, that would have completely just, like, destroyed my entire day. Um, I did allow myself to just be gentle with myself yesterday, but, you know, I didn't write the entire day off as, like, this terrible bad day. Whereas I know when I was struggling with an eating disorder or even in that quasi or semi recovery space, it was like, if I felt like I was having a bad body image day, or if my food was like, maybe I wasn't eating the food that I wanted to eat that day, or maybe something terrifying happened, like, I just shared with you with Penny, you know, it was so easy for me to write that off as just like this bad day altogether. And I've noticed that since being like fully recovered, um, I don't do that. You know, it's, it can be like a challenging moment or it can be a really challenging experience, but it's no longer like, this bad day that I'm wishing away. I really have a lot more capacity to, um, be with like the experience. And I know that is a result of a lot of the healing work that I've done for myself too. So those are six signs of recovery. And also just like, some examples of how my life is different now that i'm fully recovered and have done the healing work that i've d- done over the years and like i said i hope this episode can come to you as a source of hope or inspiration wherever you are on your healing journey um i do support women from around the world who Are looking to get to this place of full recovery whether that's from eating disorders or body image anxiety depression traumas I love doing this work and I have recently opened up some additional one-on-one spots for new clients so if that's something that interests you piques your interest, um, feel free to reach out to me. My contact info is in the show notes and I always offer a free discovery call for anyone who's seriously interested in working with me. So thank you so much for joining me again this week. I have a busy month ahead. I am actually completing my somatic experiencing practitioner certification, At the end of November, so I have my last trip to Kelowna, British Columbia, to complete my Advanced 2 training through the Somatic Experiencing Practitioner Program, and I'm super excited about that. So, November is gonna be fun. I'm also chopping off my hair this month, still deciding on the exact length that I wanna go, but it's going to be drastic, whatever I choose. (laughs) So stay tuned for that. I will definitely be posting pictures over on Instagram. So stay tuned. Okay guys, thank you so much for tuning in again this week. I love hanging out with you and I will be back next week with a brand new episode.